The summer before my junior year of high school, a group of juniors and seniors from my youth group were taken by our youth ministers on a two-week wilderness trip. We had base camp, and then they loaded up these backpacks with all of our belongings and all that we would need for two weeks. Then we hiked four miles up a mountain, and there before us was Pioneer Plunge, this haven in the woods with no electricity, no running water. There were a lot of firsts for us those two weeks. It was the first time that we woke up and went to bed without knowing what time it was because watches and clocks weren't allowed. It was the first time that any of us had gone on what's called a solo, where you're sent into the woods by yourself for a day. It was the first time that I bathed in an ice-cold mountain stream. It was the first time that we built an outhouse and the first time that we used an outhouse as our primary toilet. It was the first time that I had heard about something called GORP, good old raisins and peanuts. But if you were to ask any of those folks, what was the most meaningful first for them? I am virtually certain it would be that it was the first time that we heard people share their story and the first time we were able to listen to other people share their story. You see, story is something that when it happens, it changes us. And I remember in those moments that there were these adults, these leaders that sat before us and began to share their hopes and their dreams, but then they also shared their insecurities and their fears. And they shared how, how God had been father and mother and friend to them in ways that their earthly fathers, mothers, and friends could never be. And in listening to those stories and in sharing my own, something happened within me. I was connected to a part of me that made me feel heard and seen and loved by God in a way that I never had before. Something happens inside of us when we share our story and when we hear other people's stories. Research from the Alban Institute says that when people of faith share their stories with each other, the possibility of finding evidence of God's work increases. I don't know about you, but I need some more possibility of discovering God's work in my life these days. The mission statement of our church is that we would invite people into God's larger story as we follow Christ together. I reflected on this mission statement over the summer. I had to ask myself, what is my place in God's larger story? When was the last time I reflected on what's even going on in my story and where God might be at work. I have a feeling that most of us have done this at some point in our life, maybe confirmation or before you got married or if you went on a retreat, so a pilgrimage. But honestly, I think most of us just don't take the time to do this type of reflecting. The summer, we had a session retreat 
And the purpose of this retreat was to hear each other's faith stories. And I am pretty certain that if you were to ask any of those session and staff members that were there, without me in the room, of course, they would say they didn't really have high expectations for what the day would hold. How in the world could a virtual retreat allow us to connect with one another? How could we possibly even grow closer in God? How would it be a retreat? But I have to tell you, as people began to share their valleys and their mountaintops with one another, connections were made, empathy and understanding for one another grew. Any walls or boundaries that maybe were there, they kind of seemed to fall away. And as I drove home that day, all I could think was, I love my church. So that's what we're going to do as a church this fall. Each week, one of our members is going to share a piece of their story right after the sermon. And today, one of our young moms, Laura Ramsauer, is going to share a part of her story with you. All of our groups, whether existing or the new ones that are getting created, they're going to work through a guide, helping us to consider where has God been at work in our lives, and then we'll share it with one another. Every week on our podcast, we're going to have a guest who's going to look at our story from scripture with us and share. And you might not be part of a group that's going to be looking at this together, but this guide and this journey, this theme that our church is doing is for all of us. And so I want to encourage you to go on the app and look for that faith stories guide or on the front page of our website. As you can imagine, the first Christians in that first century, in that early church, they had to figure out their story. Jesus had told them in the Great Commission that it was up to them to go and tell others of this amazing story of the gospel. And so for today, we're going to look back at one way that those early apostles shared their story. Before we look to the scripture, will you join with me in prayer? Gracious and loving God, may these words that we are about to hear be your words. May the words that are preached be your words. May the word that falls on us and is lived out in each of our lives be your words. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. So a quick little catch up before I read our scripture is at the beginning of the Acts of the Apostles, the Holy Spirit comes to these apostles in an upper room on Pentecost. And they are sent out from there to go share this message. They've received the Holy Spirit, and so they now are supposed to go share it. And so they're going out in Jerusalem, and the scripture in Acts 2 says that after they share the message, the number of believers that were added to them increased daily. But then there's this one day. Peter and John are walking up to the temple courts, and they see a man who cannot walk asking for money. And then Peter heals him. The temple leaders and the crowds are confused and they're fearful. Why? Why are they speaking in this name that, that is doing healings and they don't know what to do? And so they put Peter and John in prison. 
Our scripture picks up the next day. The next day, all of the high priests are called in, the scribes, and and they circle up and then they invite Peter and John into the middle. And then they ask them, by what power or by what name were you able to heal that man? And now our scripture, chapter four, verse eight. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers of the people and elders, if we are questioned today because of a good deed done to someone who was sick and are asked, how has this man been healed? Let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that the man is standing before you in good health by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders, but has become the capstone. There is no salvation in no one else. There is no other name under heaven given among mortals by which we must saved, by which we must be saved. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and realized that they were uneducated and ordinary men, they were amazed and realized that they were companions of Jesus. When they saw the men who had been cured standing beside them, they had nothing to say in opposition, and so they ordered them to leave while they discussed the matter with one another. And they said to one another, what will we do with them? It is obvious to all who live in Jerusalem that a notable sign has been done through them. We cannot deny it. But to keep it from spreading further among the people, let us warn them to speak no more to anyone in his name. So they called them back and they ordered Peter and John not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter said, whether it is right in God's sight to listen to you rather than to God, you must be the judge. For we cannot keep from speaking about what we have seen and heard. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. When we tell our story, things change in us and the people that hear it around us. The author of Acts, Luke, tells us that when Peter and John share the story with boldness, that something happens to the people around them. The word that's used for boldness, it it doesn't mean that the story was told with with a firm hand, or maybe with a serious tone, or with a look on their face. Boldness just means telling the story straight. Telling it simply as it is from one's heart. It means telling it like it is. It means telling the story with this confidence that you can have because it's your story. And as a person of faith, when we tell this story, we know that we are not the author But in fact, our story is part of this much bigger story that God is writing. And this is the bold story 
that Peter and John told that day. They say to those crowds around them, that miracle that happened yesterday, that wasn't just two humans healing somebody that couldn't walk. There is something bigger going on here. That is a story about Jesus. The reason that we were able to heal that human was not because of any of our own ability or skill. That power, it came from God. Claire reminded us as we were discussing this text in our podcast this past week to remember who was in that crowd looking in on Peter and John as they had to say something. Remember that they tell us that the high priest is there. The same high priest that oversaw the trial and the execution of Jesus weeks earlier. The same high priest whose Peter hung out in the courtyard and denied Christ three times. Peter could have let that be his story, the end of his story, that he goes down in history as the disciple who denied Christ. But no, right before that same high priest, weeks later, Peter realizes that God has a bigger story that he is writing. And it includes kind of those ugly chapters. And Peter looks out at that crowd and he proclaims that it is only in this Jesus, it is in this Jesus that we are saved. You see, we are changed when we tell our stories, but also it changes the people who hear them. When the crowd and these leaders hear Peter's story, we're told that they see them in a different way. The text reads, they realize that they're just uneducated and ordinary men. And then they're amazed and recognize them as companions of Jesus. Up until this point in the story that Peter shared, those leaders, they have placed a judgment on who Peter and John and these disciples are. They look at them and they see that they're causing some confusion in the temple courts. They're saying things that maybe are a little bit different than what the leaders believe. They're talking about resurrection in a different way. They seem to be stirring up riots. And so they have placed judgment on them. And then when they hear Peter's story, the judgment, it lifts. Those presuppositions of who Peter and John are, they seem to fall away. And the scripture says it is because of their boldness, because they simply told their story that the judgment goes away and they see something extraordinary. They hear words that amaze them. This Jesus, that person that they had judged from weeks before, the very thing of this person, Jesus, he is the capstone, the cornerstone that holds all things in place. And by hearing this story, the people are amazed. I asked one of my friends who went on that wilderness trip with me last week, I asked her, what was the most meaningful experience on that trip? 
And she, without hesitation, said, oh, it was that night that one of the leaders shared her story. She told me that as she listened to this leader tell her story, she heard how other people struggled with their body image and other people struggled with their parent parental relationships. And she remembers in that moment thinking, I've never heard anyone else say the things that I thought I only felt. And then she said the leader picked up her guitar and she said she wanted to sing a song expressing how God had been working with her on her body image. And she, she began to sing that Amy Grant song, All I Ever Have to Be. All I ever have to be is what you made me, God. My friend said no one had ever talked about those things out loud before in front of her. She felt in that moment that no matter how messed up the home life was that she had to return to, or all those times that she had beat herself up so badly about her own body image, she now knew she wasn't alone. And she had new members in her family, brothers and sisters in Christ. When we tell our story, things change inside of us and it can influence those around us. When people of faith share their stories with one another, it is more likely for us to find evidence of God's work in our lives. What part of your story do you need to share with someone today? May we share with boldness, in love, not with brashness, but just simply telling the story as it is, knowing we are not the author and God never tires of writing our story. May it be so in my life and in yours. Amen.